We are back, Tommy Points, episode two. We made it two episodes deep, guys. Um, you know, great first episode, if I do say so myself. I think you guys would agree. But, you know, we're two episodes in, and we're kind of already falling apart here. So for those of you that don't know, I didn't tweet it out, Riley. I think you kind of let your followers know what happened to you. But I didn't tweet it out. I have COVID right now. Um, it sucks. I'm doing all right, quarantining. I don't think I've endangered anyone else, so that's good. But uh, Riley, you busted up your elbow. Um, yeah, dislocated my elbow playing basketball. Basically got tackled them for the layup, so that's fun. We are falling apart. Dante, you're the next chip to fall. I, uh, listen, Evan's got COVID. I'm happy he's doing well. <laughs> Riley has an injury. I'm happy he doesn't need surgery. I don't know what's coming. <laughs> I don't know what's coming next. Uh, I, am in last play- I am in last place in my fantasy football league. I'm not saying it's as bad as what you guys are going through, but that does suck. So I guess something's happening to all of us. <laughs> not not that I want it to happen, but if Riley, you know, has a hurt elbow and I have COVID and your punishment is that you <laughs> your chance, you're pretty yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But, um, That's yeah. But anyways, this is episode two of Tommy points. Again, we appreciate everyone that tuned in last episode. If you're tuning into this episode for the first time, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, before we get into this episode, just a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of Tommy Points is proudly supported by Free Lunch Coffee. Free Lunch Coffee is on a mission to end hunger from the lives of young children. Now, if you're like me and many others out there, you want to make a difference in this world. You want to give back to those in need, but you're not exactly sure how to do so. Well, look no further than Free Lunch Coffee. Free Lunch Coffee makes it easy and completely practical. Everyone loves their coffee in the morning. Well, why not give back to those hungry kids while you're sipping on your coffee? When you buy one bag of free lunch coffee you're providing 10 meals to children in need and free lunch coffee gives away 50 percent of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of young children it's really really awesome what they're doing they also have some amazing custom made mugs and tumblers and each mug provides 10 meals and a tumbler provides 20 meals to children in need as well it's the giving time of year go out and do something about it free lunch coffee is offering a hundred percent money back guarantee within 30 days so if you don't absolutely love their coffee they'll give you a full refund and you get to keep the coffee too So it's literally a win-win for you. You have nothing to lose and you have all to gain by getting that awesome coffee and also helping kids that are struggling with hunger right now. Free Lunch Coffee has great coffee, is specialty grade, certified organic, and fair trade. And right now, they're offering a 10% discount to all of the listeners and watchers of this podcast. All you have to do is use code Tommy at checkout. Check it out at freelunchcoffee.com and go help those kids. It's a giving time of year. Do something about it. All right, so shout out to Free Lunch Coffee. Go check them out. Shout out Free Lunch Coffee. Yes, sir. Shout out Free Lunch Coffee. Um, all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna start with something real quick here. I don't know if um, I th- I don't know I don't know what your thoughts on these are. So we'll see how this goes. But boy, oh boy, I'm gonna say these right off the bat. Like I'll just give my take. I'll spoil it. These are the new Celtics. What are they called? Earned Edition, right? I saw them leak on Twitter. I think they stink. Like, I think these jerseys, like, I don't know. I don't know why, but I think they stink. They took the normal Celtics jersey and just played with the colors. And I don't know, Riley, what do you think? There's, there's too many different variations of green. It kind of just looks like uh, someone threw up on the jersey, to be honest. <laughs> look at Dante. Dante can't even look at it. <laughs> I just, like, it's not even like these are the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. It's just like, why do we, why do the Celtics have to continuously just put out like just bad jerseys? <laughs> why can't we have like one or two jerseys that we look forward to wearing and they keep giving us this? This looks like a Seattle Seahawks jersey. Like, it looks like we're like with a football jersey with the I know why they did it. I'm putting two and two together here. They got Pritchard. We'll talk about him in a little bit. It's just like Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, that's why I did think that too. Mm-hmm. I solved the puzzle. But um, yeah, I don't. I I don't know why there's so many shades. Of, like there's every single shade of green in this picture. <laughs> yeah, it's way too much. Leggings, do, like, like I have. A, do you guys think like they should have like an alternate color? Like not like a black or a white. Like I mean, like I'm thinking like a gold, like a gold type of color, like gold yeah. and white or something. Like kind of like what the Mavs did that their newer jerseys. I feel like if the Celtics just had an alternate color like that, it would make things so much better. But we just keep going with green, so. You know how like the the old like what is it the seventies eighties that time frame where the warmups had like that fine little yeah uh-huh. and and uh-huh. we've we've had jerseys with the yellow in the past too I think like a couple years ago but um or last year we had that like that burnt gold whatever it was but I do mm-hmm. think that, you know like th- they should include something like that what did you guys think of I don't think we had the the show up and running yet what did you guys think of the banner jerseys 
Honestly, people weren't really a fan of them because of like it wasn't that creative, but I like the I like the meaning behind it. I think it like looks good. I think it fits like the the theme and like what they're trying to accomplish. So I think that's good. Um, but at the same time, it is kind of boring and simple. But like I said, the, the meaning's cool. It's better than this. I'll tell you that. It's true. I just oh, thought yeah. it was too cr- uh, cramped in there. They're definitely better than this. Uh, I think they're pretty clean, to be honest. I know a lot of people didn't like them. I think they look better on our players and like when we're actually out there playing. Yeah, I think you gotta like you gotta understand too the banner concept. You know what I mean? If you see them, exactly. you're just like, yeah. what they just say, it's literally like Times New Roman font, Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I figured we'd just start the show reacting to those because I saw them I think early this morning and I. I, I Hopefully, I know hopefully they yeah. only play like three games in those jerseys. <laughs> no more than like five. But um, I just it's I, I it could just also be a, a fake, you know. Maybe it's a leak. Nothing official yet, so we can we can cross our fingers. fingers but crossed. um, all right, we're recording this the day after the uh, the first preseason game. We had our first live action to talk about uh, on the Tommy Point show. So the Celtics lost to the Sixers. I don't think we need to talk about the actual loss or like the game. It was preseason. No one should really care. But um, there are a few things that obviously will bounce around between in today's show. Um, but I think, you know, I think we owe the people watching this our very first. We'll do a little roundtable here, giving out our Tommy points. So, yeah, you know, the name of the podcast is Tommy points. If you're not aware, I, I <laughs> should be aware by now. But um, I think each game or at least each episode will do a, a sort of Tommy points, you know, of the week. So, um you know, Dante, right. we'll start with you. I think this one's obvious for Dante. Uh, but. I did say first episode, we were talking about players that we think are going to make an impact. And I said, people are kind of sleeping on Peyton Pritchard last night. Listen, you said it. I, I get it. It's only it's a preseason game. All right. It's just a preseason game. Nothing to get worked up over or anything like that. But Peyton Pritchard looked legit last night okay listen this kid four years of college had plenty of experience come to the nba 26th overall pick i never even heard of him before he got drafted but after watching his tape and watching the way he plays i figured you know especially with the guard position being thin he's gonna i think he's gonna step up early on the season last night 16 points four rebounds two assists shot six for 10 from the field two for six from three i mean the kid was just like just every second he was on the court, he was going. And that's that's what I love about him. He's like a motor. He's like a Marcus Smart. When he's on the court, he makes the most out of every minute that he has. Because, you know, unlike Marcus Smart, he's not going to be playing 30 minutes a game. So he's playing 15 minutes a game. He's going to make the most out of each and every one of those minutes. And that's what I love about him. He's high energy, tenacious on defense, just gets his teammates going on offense, can hit big shots. There's nothing, there's nothing not to like about the kid. I think he's going to be pretty damn good in boston so he gets my first tommy point of the year yeah it sounds like you really hate him um <laughs> riley, 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 here you got uh i'm gonna go with uh, jeff teague he came out good one last night i think he shot a seven of nine and then four of four from three i mean if you played the whole game he might have dropped 30 points uh, mm-hmm. back to last week's question from someone who asked if he was going to drop a uh, 31 on opening night yeah, close. Change my answer. He's making me nervous now. He's making me nervous about my answer. He looked really good, especially shooting. It's it, we we needed something like that, and and so you know I I go live after Celtics games, and I had people even coming in even after that game, being like, "Yeah, we're well, still not better than Wanamaker." And every time I just like my head spins around, I fall on the floor. Like, how do people still? After even it's one preseason game, but Brad Wanamaker wasn't doing yeah, that in the preseason. He might be, he might be better than Brad Wanamaker. I don't think. I think um, there was a stat. There was no guard that came off the bench last year, not named Marcus Smart, that dropped at least eighteen points. So Jeff so Teague is already go. doing stuff that no one else has done for us last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyone that thinks he's not better than Brad Wanamaker, I I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. It's 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 a not my place I, to argue. Not my I can't, place. I can't get going on Wanamaker. I think I said in the first episode, and I'm going to say it again. I just don't want to talk Brad Wanamaker. He's uh he's Golden State's problem now. Yes, yeah, seriously. Uh, maybe maybe if maybe if us three start a Golden State podcast, we can talk about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick but, with this for now. All right. So so we got Pritchard and Jeff Teague on the board. Let me ask you guys a question. Let me give these Tommy points. So picture like the long game here. Okay. Are we? Can we duplicate? Like, are we keeping a running tally or do because you guys went Pritchard Teague, do I have to pick someone different? 
What do you guys you, think? You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I'm just if you're if you pick Pritchard, it's yeah, for a good reason. Like, I can't argue with you on that. So you can pick whoever you want. All right. I think I'm gonna let Dante have the sole Pritchard Tommy point. All oh, right. Okay. I'm gonna go with Riley here and go with Jeff Teague. So Jeff Teague for me, it's like he kind of started Rocky. I don't know if you guys got that vibe from him right away. I was kind of like, Yeah. Ugh. And then all of a sudden I'm like, this guy has a string between the ball and the hoop, and it just not missing. It's, it's going in yeah. every single time. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I was like, it, it was almost a relief to see a guy come off the bench, a guy that we, we can put in with like a crappy unit out there, no Tatum, no Brown. And all of a sudden, he's still producing points. So, you know, I, I think I was torn between Pritchard and Teague, and I went last year, but I'm going to go with Teague. So um, I think that I think that those are all well deserving. Um, let's let's talk because I want to talk about Pritchard's actual role. We got a question in here. Actually, I'll pop up this graphic because it's got his stats on it. So, so the people out there can see. But so Pritchard, like you said, Dante, 16 points, 60% from the field, four rebounds, two assists, and one block. You know what the thing that kind of jumped out, like not off the stat, I guess it is off the stat sheet. It jumped out to me is that when he got in there, he was like, I'm not a rookie. I'm not anyone's, you know, bitch or anything like that. He just yeah. went in there and he's like, I'm going to play basketball, which is kind of rare one for rookies and two in a, in a team like the Celtics where you already have like Jason Tatum's not much older than Pritchard if he even is yeah. and same with Isn't Brown, that crazy? Still, I, I just realized that as I was saying and I was like he was a you know a, a long-term college guy yeah. like, so I don't know people fact check that but either way I was like him coming in there and almost like you know asserting himself was the biggest thing to me like you know obviously i love the points i wouldn't be saying this without the points but he went in there and did not care what he was doing for better or worse and it turned out for the better and i think that that was like my biggest takeaway from him because yeah even nesmith we could talk about nesmith in a second even nesmith or neesmith i think it i think it's neesmith it's neesmith because when i was watching it last night i was literally like making mental notes of how to pronounce pritchard and neesmith for this so i promise me you promised me we'd have it figured out by next. Yes, episode. yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm, I have, I think I have it figured out. I might slip up a few times, but I think we're, uh, we're on course here. But, um, but I, I'm happy you brought that up, Evan, because isn't it funny? Like he didn't look like a rookie last night. He looked exactly. like he's been playing like in the NBA for a year at least. He first play he did drove the ball down the court and then pulled up for that um that mid fader like first play. It's just like right away. I was like, okay, this kid isn't going to, you know, like you said, he's not going to step aside to anyone. He's going to be up in your face. He's going to be playing basketball, hard-nosed basketball, and that's what I love about the kid. Kid looks kid looks ready. Kid looks pretty ready to me. 100%. Um and 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 honestly, him coming in and like the only 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 negative I saw from him is when he drove to the hoop and and was throwing the ball like or trying to dish it off the taco mm-hmm. fall. Now, yeah, I know what player you're talking about. It, it happened a couple of times, I think two times, and it's like it's it's the it's the right idea, but it, he's thrown at his ankles. And I don't know <laughs> if it's Pritchard's fault that Taco Fall's ankles are at his eyebrows, but like <laughs> still, you gotta you gotta right, be right. right idea, right thinking, but it doesn't always work out. Taco Fall, I don't know what you guys think, but I honestly didn't really like what I saw from Taco last night. I know it's kind of a different topic, but like people like I wish he could play like 10, 15 minutes a game. I don't know if I could watch him on my TV for 10, 15 minutes. No, he just seemed super slow. Just like super slow. He was he he was even getting out rebounded at times by guys much smaller than him. It's just like, I don't know. He's like I've always said he's a situational player. Like you put him in for certain situations throughout the game. But like, I don't know if he's going to be getting consistent minutes. It's going to be a while still. How about uh, Chris Weber saying, you know, Taco Fall, he's, he's 7'5", 310 pounds, but he's really mobile. And I'm sitting there like, that, that's false. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to rag on Taco Fall, but he's the least Did mobile. you see um, the video where he got the steal and he tried being the point guard and he just lost the ball like two seconds later? <laughs> like, I'm just, like, there's no mobility there. What are you talking about? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I like, I wish, I wish, but no, I'm like, okay, not. Chris Weber. Also, also, I don't think like we need to, like, I've heard Chris Weber completely like botch um, his broadcasting in the past. So I don't think we yeah, need to worry about that. But uh, <laughs> like Taco Falls mobile is almost like, just like, a, all right, come on, give away, give away more that you have no clue what you're looking at here. Um, <laughs> but all right, let's, let's turn to, let's turn to the other, other rookie here. And uh, Riley, what did you see out of, out of Neesmith? Uh, I thought Neesmith looked good. I know he hit his, I'm pretty sure he hit his first three. 
he goes, has like a step back or something. Yeah. His shot just looks supernatural. Like it just, he looks like a shooter. You know, he, he played great defense. He played a great all around game, in my opinion. Yeah, first, first game. I think it'll continue to improve. I just didn't yeah. like that he didn't play like for the first whatever. I was like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah. I was honestly like hoping that he was like, I'm saying hoping. I was hoping he was hurt. Like I was like, there has to be a good reason why he's not playing. Like he better be like nursing his ankle that he hurt a few months ago, or whatever. It's like, why is he not playing? And then first play within 40 seconds, he hits his first three. It's just like, why haven't we been playing this kid? Um, I think he had a pretty solid showing for his first NBA game. I think people have to remember too, like for the rookies and stuff, they had no time in between like when they got drafted and to where they are now. Like training camp was a week or two long. They had really no time to like get acclimated to their new team, get used to their teammates and stuff. So it's like they kind of just got thrown to the wolves last night. You know what I mean? So the fact that, you know, guys like Pritchard and Neesmith were, were able to hold their own, that that shows a lot of promise in them. Like, you know, like that's where they are now. Like they're only going to get better. Um, and with Neesmith, I think the only thing – that I'd like to see him work on. I mean, it's not, he does need to work on it, but last night is definitely his defense. I think he has the right frame, 6'6". Six, six, he's pretty muscular. Um, he just needs to learn to stay in front of his man more. He got beat a few times, but there was once, and this is great, he had a chase down block. The guy beat him, and then right behind him just swatted it away. Like, that's pretty freaking awesome. He's athletic, so he can do that. Um, but once he gets that going, like, you build some more NBA muscle, get on that NBA diet, add a few more pounds of muscle, like he's going to be a beast on defense, but the offense is there. I, I just think the defensive side he needs to uh, to work on just a little bit. Yeah, I mean he he had that one sort of recovery block that you're talking about. Yeah, that. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It made it look okay. Um, like you know, it showed that he was like it. It almost made you forget about the the couple times that he got blown by. But I don't really mm-hmm. read too much into that. Like that is such a such a like you'll you'll catch up to the NBA speed. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, if that's exactly. Being like uh like a, a fan and not knowing how things work, but I feel like the offense, like you shoot in college, you shoot in the NBA, like that ball goes in the same way to, to obviously a little bit farther from a, for a three in NBA, but defense, you're covering a guy where you have to react to his moves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that, you know, the other foot's going to follow. Whereas offense, I was definitely looking at him because again, like, I don't think when we talked about him on episode one, I don't think we talked about how, you know, he's a tenacious deep defender or anything. Mm-hmm. We were talking about his offense and that looked like it kind of uh, uh, came to fruition and, and he didn't, do do too too much i don't know if you guys can hear my dog going wild but he's a huge neesmith neesmith fan Um, (laughs) but uh but so he didn't do too much which like i i don't hate but i also don't love because you see pritchard come in and absolutely say like i'm the alpha here and you thought it would have been the other way around i get what you're saying i mean he had he only had eight points he had five rebounds one thing he said he wanted to work a lot on getting rebounds and um just doing uh just all the little things so i'm happy to see that you know he was going for rebounds and stuff like that he has that block um yeah i mean it's a preseason game the first one you don't overreact to these things like i'm talking about he needs to get better on defense but you know it it's not a big deal And, and like i said he had no time in between from when he got drafted to now to really pick up on things that they'll, they'll pick up to the speed of the NBA in, in no time. Yeah. I, I think, I think we're hoping for that. And, you know, I know, I know we're calling him Nesquik and whatnot, but I got it. We got to watch that because apparently, you know, when Riley tweeted out the picture of Nesmith and Nesquik, he got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to be careful with what we got. We got to check all, all Celtics Twitter. We gotta check was- all boxes before we put that on. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we gotta run it by all of our followers. We'll make sure. Seriously, we like, back. has anyone ever said this before? Before we say it, because you know we're gonna. We don't yeah, it. yeah. Right. Did that guy ever? Uh, did it got that guy ever say anything else to you, Riley? <laughs> we kept going back and forth for a bit. Not really. It, just, was- it was funny seeing so many different people comment on my thing, like languages like just i was uh i was following the thread and i had to like translate each tweet and i literally was just like dying laughing because i was just like it didn't like sound like it made sense but like you could tell how angry they were yeah the tone and the all caps and i was like poor riley this wasn't even his idea he just tweeted he just tweeted out this poor guy shooting the messenger you would have thought you said like in their language too in your tweet i'm taking full responsibility (laughs) i am stealing this name from anyone before me that mentioned it 
Also, exactly. uh, it took us two seconds for that to like click. I don't think that guy had that original of an idea. Like, yeah. it, it didn't take long for us to be like, oh, next <laughs> one. No, like, it's not like it's just a grand idea, but uh, but um, it, all right, it, it's all good. Yeah, we got we got anyone, anyone can call this quick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a Tommy Points nickname by now. We, we won it over. Um, all right, let's bounce around between a couple more guys here. We, let's get our takes on them, and then we can talk about just, I guess, whatever comes to mind. But Robert Williams, I think that he was a guy that, you know, I'd seen all over Twitter. A lot of people had their eye on, and I think we even mentioned in episode one that, you know, this is a guy that really could potentially change the rotation of this team. You know, if, if we need to go to Robert Williams, or I should uh, rephrase it, if we have the ability to go to Robert Williams when we need to, it could be huge for this team. What did you guys see out of him? Um, I mean, honestly, not much of what I've seen, not like not much different than what I've seen from the last year or two. I mean, the, the thing with Robert Williams that he needs to improve on little mechanics. Like one thing that he does a lot is he jumps a lot. Like if he like goes for pump fakes and he fouls a lot, he had five fouls last night in 19 minutes. Um, eight point eight point six rebounds, one block. We all know how great he is around the rim. We all know he's athletic, he's quick, he can catch lobs, do this and that, and that's valuable. But he still needs to work on little things that kind of not, not you know, bring the team a step backwards. But like, just he can't be giving up those fouls. Like, if he really, if he needs to stay on the court in order for Robert Williams to prove himself and like, he needs to stay healthy and stay out of foul trouble to stay on the court. And I mean, last night I'm happy that he started. I'm hoping that he gets solid minutes this year. I know he's going to have Thompson and Tice to go up against. Um, but I just hope when he's on the court, he makes, he takes advantage of those minutes. Kind of like how I said with Pritchard, just take advantage of those minutes and just do what you do best and try to just get better. I know he wanted to be more of a leader. He's being more vocal and stuff. Um, but he needs to go improve it when he's on the basketball court. Not that he had a bad game last night, but it's just like I'd like to see more from him. Yeah. yeah. yeah I feel like saying the same thing as Dante, like it just hasn't – I haven't seen a change in the past year or so. Like the times when he looks great and he looks like he's, you know, able to hang with like Joel Embiid and whatnot, but then other times he just looks so raw and just mm-hmm. does things that like, – That's the word. So raw, like I feel like he's still like just out of college or something. Like he's yeah. been this is his third year, so it's just like I don't know. There's there's a point where you have to start showing improvement in at least yeah. different aspects of the game. When if you're not, then I love the guy, but it makes you think like how much longer can you hold on to hope? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hoping he turns into something that he might not be. Yeah, I think I think if like and I, I don't want, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but if he's able to take the leap that we want him to take or that people need him to take or expect him to take, then all of a sudden, you know, we mean business like this guy yeah. is good. To go. But it's only one preseason game. Like he, he talked a big talk saying he's ready to take a leap this year. And like it, I, I didn't see that last night, but I, by no means was I, I like turned off by him. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. OK, well, it's not like it's not like he, he went out and got fat or can't jump or like got worse. Like, I don't know. Like I, I it was almost a moot point um, yeah. for me. But, um, all right, I got one last player I kind of want to spotlight here, and then we can just get into. I think we could talk about some of the the bigger names, but but uh, here we go. So so let me uh, let me uh, let me start this off. This yes. is your tweet. Yes. So it is. Grant Williams, and you're not the only one. I'm th- like my whole timeline is I'm I'm really excited for Grant Williams. I want like I I can't wait for him to be an absolute rotational player. My whole take, and I was texting you about this because like I've said it before, and I think I'm still in the same boat. It's not so much. Uh, a, a current take on Grant Williams, but since and this is this is really what it boils down to. Since the minute the Celtics drafted Grant Williams, Grant, Grant Williams said the right things. He kind of made fun of Kyrie by saying like, "Well, his mom works at NASA and she knows that the world's not flat." Whatever. Every single Celtics in their mind has been like, "Oh my God, we need Grant Williams to be good." They're they're they have him on this pedestal. They're giving him gold stars for a nice hard screen set. Like I think everyone that that is infatuated with Grant Williams is basing it on how much they want him to be good and how much they're looking for him to be good. And, you know, I think probably last year at the beginning of the year, I was more hard on like harder on him and harsher. 
come playoff time, I think he proved he is like an NBA player, and I think he's ready to go. But when I was live last night after the game, people are coming in my chat saying, start uh, Grant Williams, start Grant Williams. And to me, it's like everyone wants Grant Williams to be there, and they're willing to say he's there before he's even remotely close to being there. Like, to me, Grant Williams is a physical player, um, but, you know, and, and he's the, the the coaches like, like you know, Brown knows are not, not even for a, like, a bad thing. Like, you know what I mean? You, you suck up to Brad mm-hmm. Stevens. You're most likely doing the right thing. But for me, it's like Grant Williams covers a guy, fouls him every single time, or he's he's gets the ball. And to, I don't know. Nothing's proven about Grant Williams mm-hmm. to me. And I feel like every time I say that, I get attacked just because everyone <laughs> wants Grant Williams to be so good. So you say, you know, you're so excited to see Grant Williams play. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not saying everything you said here is kind of like on par with what I was saying in terms of getting attacked. But mm-hmm. where is this? Like, maybe you can explain to me. What do you see in Grant Williams other than what, like, you're hoping to see? So let me put it in this way. Let me put it this way. So I was recording my podcast, Chasing Banners, a few days ago with Ryan. And we were comparing the Celtics and how they built their team to the Warriors. And this has been a comparison for the past few years because we know the Warriors, they built through the draft. It's Curry, Thompson, Draymond. They built that dynasty, and then they were able to go and get KD. I see Grant, not right now by no means, but I can see Grant Williams being that Draymond Green for the Celtics. I can see him being that that valuable piece where he just he's not one of those guys that will go out and get you 15, 20 a game, but he will go out and give you a little bit of everything. Grant Williams is, in my opinion, he's going to become like he's the ideal small ball center. He's a little undersized, but he's someone that you can run at the four, maybe even the five in some matchups, depending on who you're going up against. And he can guard one to four, in my opinion. I think just with his size, he's able to stay in front of his guys. He is not a perfect player. He wasn't a perfect rookie, um, but he showed flashes of a ton of potential. He showed flashes that he can really be a key contributor to this team in more ways than one. And I think just I, I think he should start to begin the year because I think that with more playing time and more experience, this young guy that I think could be a key part of this team, the more playing time he gets, the more that's so valuable to him. And I just believe that, you know, he's not there yet, but with his as he improves as the years go on, his jump shot is the biggest thing. If he can start hitting open threes, he's good to go. He when he was in college, he was okay at shooting he wasn't fantastic he shot 37 percent from three one year um and then last year he went like oh for 30 to start the year and like shot 25 percent from three so that's definitely the biggest thing that he needs to work on but you know if those things click you know his defense takes another step up he's pretty good on defense but he takes that step up he continues to hustle and be like a marcus smart 2.0 just a, a bigger marcus smart and gets that shot down i mean i think that He's going to be pretty damn valuable for the Celtics team. I just think he needs those early minutes to just get that going, to get jump started. That's why I think he should start. Riley, what do you think? I don't. I don't know if I know Riley's take on Grant Williams here. I don't think I. I wouldn't say I have a take on Grant Williams. I'm kind of just iffy on him. I see a lot of good things coming out of practice and coming from Brad Stevens about how he's improving and his shots improving and this and that. But like, I watch him in the game and I just. I don't see it. Like he wasn't bad last night, but I remember saying after the first first quarter, like when the first quarter ended, like Grant Williams kind of stunk towards the end of the first mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah, so yeah. He, like, he, he would get co- he would be covering whoever he was covering was dominating him. And 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 Dante, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with like the long term. Like he's kind of built and has the defensive yeah. IQ for sure to be able mm-hmm. to cover one through four. But I think like right now, and this is again just one man's opinion here one through four, like almost dominate him. And especially when he has to get switched on to a five, like it's, yeah. it, it's I wouldn't feel too confident if Embiid got switched on him. <laughs> yeah. I think and, and another thing too, is I just want to add into my point of him starting. I think he wouldn't be bad starting simply because he doesn't take anything away from anyone around him. So I feel like he might be more valuable in the starting lineup than it would be just having a guy that could give you six, a game, five, six points a game off the bench, just have him start and just be a good all around player. That's another reason why I think he should start, but everyone yeah. has an opinion. I I, I think Grant, right now Grant Williams isn't there, but I think in time he will be. I, I think he I think he will. Yeah, I can I can agree with the like he doesn't take anything away. Um, I think my gripe is, and I I don't know, you're towing this line, so I'm not sure, but my gripe is more or less with the people that just almost 
praise him to the umph degree, which yeah, which, I, I at get same that. time I get it, but I think it's almost like it's too early to. And and yeah. I've also said this too: if if he turns out to be what we want him to be and whatnot, like I'm not gonna be like, oh, I still hate Grant Williams. <laughs> like no, like that'd be good. But yeah, not yeah. No, I get it. It's not, he's not someone that I'm going to put on a pedestal, but I, I definitely have my eyes on him. I definitely have a lot of confidence in him. That's but. fair. That's fair. Um, all right. These, these guys, I think they'll be the, and then we can get to some fan questions and a couple other topics we have here, but Riley, I don't know if, I don't know if you can get Tatum to a barber or, or <laughs> something because, yeah. you know, he had right. 10 points. He's four of 13. Um, he wasn't the positive for plus minus if you care about that, but like, that's not what we're looking out of a guy that we just signed the extension. You know what I mean? So what do you think? No. Uh, that was just a bad start. I mean, to be honest, he, he never really does well against the Sixers. I think Simmons does a pretty good job on defending him. And Tobias Harris at the end of the first half locked him up. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Kevin and Harris obviously would help. He's, <laughs> he's got to do it. Yeah, like, no he knows he knows that what he sh- he has the video and everything when he cuts his hair he thinks he's top five so yeah, he's, but, but he's yeah. in the bubble when he when he got that uh the Trey young curls or whatever it was and then he sucked and then he got yeah. there he was balling again <laughs> it was yeah. like um when um when Kyrie had that oh, that man. large afro and then as soon as he cut it he wanted like a five game streak of like 30 plus or something like yeah. that it was just like just cut your hair guys <laughs> Throw it out in the off season when the when it's time to play, just just chop it off. Yeah, honestly. Um, Jalen Brown too kind of kind of went out there and stunk. Uh, yeah, you know, dude. it's 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 tough to see. Like I I'm probably in the same boat as you guys. I'm not worried about it, but you obviously want to see a little bit more. You know, like even though it's preseason and like we even preface the show, everything's preseason. You know, take it with a grain of salt. It still would be better to see a guy like Jalen Brown go out there and do well than do worse. Yeah, I felt like Jalen Brown was taking a lot of four shots last night and was just kind of like not chucking up shots, but it was just like, um, for example, he had his very first three of the game and it was a pretty deep three. So that was pretty cool. But then he went on to miss his next 10 shots, his next uh, four threes. So he didn't shoot that well, but it's like um, I remember he got an offensive rebound and instead of Taco Fall was in the paint, just like two guys like in front of him, but they weren't near him. All he had to do was lob it up to him. He stepped in and took a three instead, and then he bricked it. I was just like, you know, I understand. Like, you're trying to get your shots off. You're trying to shake the rust off. It's the preseason. I get it. But, like, come on. Like, you know, it's just like, make the easy pass. Don't be forcing shots. It's just, you know, we don't have to be doing it this early in the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's whatever. I remember when they had the – um. Those little scrimmage games uh, back when, before the bubble started, Tatum was awful. Tatum was, like, not good during any of the games. Like, his shot was – he ended up – I think he shot, like, 30% maybe between those few games. But so, I take those with the grain and salt. It's shaking the rust off. It is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, so here we go. We got this this topic sort of courtesy of Riley, your tweet – you tweeted out, and I'm popping it up on the screen for everyone watching here. You tweeted out saying the Celtics will finish as the blank seed in the Eastern Con- Well, you didn't say blank. You put a blank, mm-hmm. as people can see now. But um, And I think I saw you reply to this tweet. You said third, Riley. Is that yeah. right? What, uh, where, how, do you, uh, how do you arrive at, at the Celtics finishing third? Uh, well, I have the Bucks at one. I, have the, I actually have the Sixers at two, us at three, and the Nets at four. Um. I think the Nets would be a bigger threat, but I think I see the Nets as being like the fourth or fifth seed and then making like a deep playoff run, trying to like figure out things during the year. But I just think Tatum and Brown, you know, hopefully healthy Kemba will be enough to propose to the third seed. Yeah. Right, uh, Dante Toronto with Miami is a big threat, to be honest. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to agree with you on the third seed. I'm surprised that you put Philly at number two, though. Do you think they got that much? Do you think they got that much better from last year? Just, uh, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, uh, they they had a horrible coach in Brett Brown, and now changing to Doc Rivers. I that's think that's a is sneaky. Good. That's a sneaky. That's like, a good point. That's a and, good and just, point. Like Brown and Tatum, I think Embiid and Simmons are just getting better every year in their chemistry and just in general. I'm just always I'm behind Ben Simmons. I'll tell you, you what. Did get you guys hear Doc? We said about them. 
getting rid of Horford was the best thing to move to do. Yeah, and that, that was yeah. the best thing. That if by doing that, no matter what else they did, they got better. I love the guy. I do. It just was that was not for him. Did you see Doc? They like asked him during the game, and he was like, "I sat Simmons in and beat down and said, guys, there's enough room for both of you on the court.'" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh crap!" That yeah, coach, yeah. coach just needed someone, to tell them that, and now all of a sudden they're gonna go off. You know what I mean? Like starting to talk some common sense into them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, so so uh, Dante, you agree with the three seed? Yeah. So I'd put them at third. I'd put Miami ahead of them at two. Um, the re- so the reason why I honestly would put Boston at two, but the reason why I'm not is because of injuries and health. Um, if our team was healthy, I'd, I'd say absolutely would be at two. But I don't know when Kem's coming back. You know, Thompson, obviously, it's not that major. The hamstring, he might miss a few games. Tyus Roman Lankford's out. And knowing the Celtics team, I'm, I'm sure that something's going to pop up at some point. Um, and I just think Miami's going to kind of be riding the wave of last season. I think that they're still stacked from top to bottom. Um, and, yeah, I just think that they'll be at least a top three seed in the East next year as well. So I'll, I'll give them the benefit, and I'll put us at three. I think I think I I think I agree with the three seed. So a lot of diversity in this podcast. But I'm saying I'm not close. I'm not too far from being uh, having the Celtics slotted as the fourth seed, which I don't want to do. It's not a slide on them, but I think that Miami and the Nets, like I, obviously the Bucks yeah. too. I think that those I, the East got a lot better in my opinion, and whether or not it was from getting outside players, you know, like um, and and building like that, or just guys getting better. Like Miami is a good example of a team that also just had in-house talent that is going nowhere. Um, but I think I think I'm probably like if I had to put a random number, I'm thinking like a a three point three seed for the Celtics. So you know they're they're, they're just outside of the yeah. top three, still still that three seed. Um, yeah, it'll it'll definitely be a grind. I mean the Nets. I agree with you, Riley. I mean that's obviously a team you're not going to want to sleep on, but I imagine them being more of a team that kind of gets that four five seed and then just makes a run in the playoffs. I mean, listen, if they let's hypothetically they end up being the seventh seed or whatever. I don't want to be the two seed playing them like screw no. that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they might not get the seating, but do they really care nowadays? I mean, it's all about the playoffs. So it's like, if you got the right matchup and you think you're better than whoever you're going up against, then they don't care where they end up. So I'm with you there. And that should be a top two, top three seed if it works out, but realistically they could not even finish top four. Yeah, they could they could blow up like they could be the dumpster fire that everyone's like eagerly wanting to see. I I, I still think that could happen. I I from the first preseason game, it looks like you know they play pretty well off each other, but like I still think there's that that piece where something's gonna happen, and it's just gonna it's like the San Andreas fault. It's just all gonna collapse. It's just gonna break. <laughs> and it's just all gonna fall apart. So My I don't know when. That is that they are like. I think, you know, when Kyrie came here, we were, we were, you know, tricked or coerced and it's going to be great. Kevin Durant is one of Kyrie's best friends in the league. Like they know what they're getting. So I want that to be a dumpster fire, but I feel like both of them, like Kyrie knows he's getting into bed with, well, now I'm (laughs) Kyrie and Durant. They agree to this. Yeah. They knew what they're getting. getting. Yeah. So, so we, we will see, but, um, all right, moving on to, and I think Riley, you kind of mentioned this, but this is just our first fan question of the week. Now that we have a great show established, we got one episode and we're recording episode two. I think we can call them fans now. At first I was confused. Like, what are we, what do we call these? But now they're fan questions. (laughs) What do they, what do we call these people? (laughs) But, um, (laughs) this one's coming in from Liam Carroll or I'm going to go with Liam Carroll. I don't, not Carroll. I'm going to botch a lot of these names. I probably shouldn't be the one. Shout out to Liam. He said the Sixers added a lot of shooting this offseason, um, which at, what was a struggle for them last year. Do you consider them a threat? My, my thing, I don't know if the Sixers are as, like, they look like they were dominating the paint last night to me. You know what I mean? They made a bunch of shots sort of, like, in, in junk time when the game was done. But, like, you know, Seth Curry being probably one of the obvious names here. Do you guys think that, you know, I guess it's a two-part question added a lot of shooting does that make them way better and then two are they an actual threat sounds like riley you definitely think they're a threat yeah i, I think i definitely think they're a threat i think simmons has needed shooters for a while and that was kind of obvious but Brown didn't really do anything about it and now he's got steph curry and a few other guys and i think if they stay healthy i really think they're going to be one of the best teams in the east yeah, Simmons and Embiid do, like I kind of already mentioned too, if they do just all of a sudden say, okay, let's be superstars together, that's a pretty ridiculous duo. Like, they, we are yet to see the finished product of Simmons and Embiid a million percent, you know? 
Like it's yeah. kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they got a lot better with shooting. I, I said this just by getting rid of Al Horford, they got better. I, I think they got better this offseason getting Seth Curry, who one of the best shooters in the league. Um, one of the, I mean, statistically, one of the best shooters of all time. I mean, if you look at his percentage, he's one of the best ever. Um, and then you add Danny Green, who not only adds shooting, but he also adds experience. He's a, won an NBA championship the last two years. Um, three-time champ. He got, got one with the Spurs as well. Um, and also, not for nothing, I really like this kid. They drafted Tyrese Maxey, who comes off the bench for them. And last night, he had um, eight points and three assists in 12 minutes. The kid just has a just, and just you can't stop him on offense. He's just going a million miles a second. He could really put the ball in the basket. I think they had some, they added some great additions to this team. They got rid of some players that weren't fitting, um, you know, what they were trying to accomplish. Um, but that being said, I still wouldn't put them ahead of. I know we just talked about this. I still wouldn't put them ahead of a team like Miami or Boston or, I mean, maybe Brooklyn. I mean, because we just haven't really seen Brooklyn yet. But I still, it just comes down to Simmons and Embiid. Like Evan said, like if they just decide to figure out and think, like, hey, like let's just be superstars together, like that's one of the best duos in the NBA. I personally do not think that they work well together. And I personally don't think that they'll ever win anything together. I've said this so many times in the past and i will you know take everything back i'll bite i'll chew on my words whatever if they prove me wrong but they just haven't um it's just i don't know i i feel like the sixers are better off building around one of them and in my opinion that player is ben simmons but at the same time you don't want to get rid you have two stars you don't want to get rid of you don't want to get rid of one of them when you can try to make it work. Um, this year, I think this upcoming year is a make or break uh, year for this team because if they get a new coach, new new players around them, and it still doesn't work out, I think we're going to see some changes in Philly, in my opinion. You uh, you mentioned something that I feel like is a good question that's asked all the time too, so I'm going to piggyback off of it. Which one would you keep if you had the choice between them? I'm on the opposite side. I think Embiid, oh, okay. and I think – I honestly don't know if that's, I'm going to like preface it. I don't know if that's the right decision. I'm just all, always infatuated by like the dominant player. And that's mm-hmm. the key word. It's not like even the better player or whatever. I just think Embiid is a dominant player and I love dominant players. I've said yeah. that a million times in the last one minute. Um, I think that that's why I, all of a sudden I talk myself into being like, I think Embiid is the guy that you would build around. But then, you know, I, I find myself stepping back being like, but you can't really build around Embiid as much as, as as you think you know what i mean i I don't doesn't i don't think that enough to change my answer i still think Embiid is is sort of like the more unique player believe it or not like i think simmons is unique as as hell but to me it's like i keep Embiid. so we got you you with the simmons me with the Embiid, riley out of those two who are you keeping if you need to i feel like i would want to keep Embiid. But I think I'd have to keep Simmons to be honest. The, the reason why, like with Embiid and Simmons, is like you're right. Like right, Embiid's the better player out of the two. Like right now, like you, you'd, I'd want the ball in Embiid's hands. That does that doesn't really say much because Ben Simmons can't shoot. But <laughs> the, that's not that wasn't this wasn't meant to be a joke at Simmons. It's just the truth. But anyways, just having Simmons on your team, that's just I feel like it's just easier to build around someone like that because yeah, you can't shoot, and I get that. But it's just like. He doesn't have to shoot. If you just put shooters around him, good, you know, perimeter defenders, uh, wing defenders, three and D guys. This is just a hypothetical, but like in my opinion, let's say the Sixers traded Embiid for Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. That hypothetical that makes the Sixers so much better, in my opinion, because you're giving him a uh, a big man that can just run the floor. That he can't really spread the floor that much, but he's quicker. He can do a lot of things. He can pass the ball extremely well. And then you got another shooter in Tyler Hero. It's Embiid is an exceptional talent, and he's one of the best, if not the best, big men in the game. It's just very hard to build around someone like that in just the modern-day NBA. Um, and I think just looking to the future, Simmons is someone that you'd much rather want to build around than Embiid. I know they both have injury histories, um, but I'd be more concerned about you know holding on to Embiid in the long run than Simmons. Um, but yeah, yeah you, like a, you can you can make a fair argument for both sides too. Yeah, it's not you know it's not I mean? really like a, a right or wrong answer. Yeah, it's not like you're getting screwed over by only having one of them. Yeah, so <laughs> you're still going to be pretty good if you have one of them. You know, it's not exactly. like. Um. All right, we got another. We got another. I don't think we're going to be able to get to all the 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 submitted questions. This we got a lot of them, and I, I imagine we're going to get more and more. I think we'd like to to put up as much as we can, but 
you know, it's, it's going to get tough, tougher and tougher as the show grows. But here we got one. This coming in from Stone Fearing. So I think he's made an appearance now two times on the show, first episode and second. Um, so shout out to him. He says, who would you want the Celtics to target with the trade exception? Dante, I know that you've, I think, blogged a, a couple different options and, and, and whatnot. So um, I'll throw it out to you guys, you know, and, and it, it can be one of the more probable names or sort of like a dream name. What do you guys think? Um, I think with the trade exception, the Celtics should go after a guard or a big man. And I know that's just kind of like just a broad <laughs> statement, but I think the, the Celtics need to go after someone that can just strictly put the ball in the basket. Like Buddy Heald is an example. Not a lot of people are, you know, a huge fan because he's kind of overpaid and stuff. The dude can shoot. The dude can shoot. Yeah, he can put up 19, 20 points a game. Um, I think he'd, you know, as a shooting guard on this team, I think he'd fit in pretty well. Um, Pipe Dream, Bradley Beal. It's going to take more than the trade exception to get him. But obviously, if that's someone that's available in trades, Danny Ainge is definitely going to be interested, especially considering he's best friends with Jason Tatum. I mean, that's definitely going to be someone that he checks in on. But honestly, I'd much rather them not do anything with it now and wait um, until next offseason. And the reason why I say that is because let's just let this let's let this year go by. Let's see where Kemba Walker is because if this knee injury is as serious as uh, if it's as serious, why well, I hope it's not that serious, but if it is serious and he doesn't, you know, look like the same Kemba after this year, use that trade exception to get a point guard. Yeah. I'm not saying pack it. I'm, I do not want to say trade Kemba. I'm not saying trade Kemba or anything like that, but like if it comes down to it, I mean, you know, you have to make the best move for your team. And if Kemba's hurt, you got that exception and there's someone available, go do that. Um, that's what I think Danny H should do. And plus, like you wait another year, who knows what will happen in a year. There'll be more available players next off season, more players that wanted that will request uh, trades and stuff like that. Excuse me. Um, so I think holding on to it is the smart thing, but at the same time, if they can go and snag someone with that, that makes the team better than go for it. Yeah. Riley, I think you called that out last episode, right? You said, you know, if Kemba's knee is worse than, or if it, it just starts to get worse, you know, yeah. start using that player exception. So um, what, what do you think? Any specific names or needs that they need to address with that trade exception? Uh, Dante basically said what I was going to say. Um, yeah, kind of pipe dream, Bradley Beal, but also the buddy healed, you know, shooting card who can score for us, you know, 20 points a game. What do you think um, of Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon? I could see Aaron Gordon. I was also thinking Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is a good option too. Uh, yeah, I like both of them. Good option. He would be yeah. a sneaky, great first name. Um, <laughs> but no, he would really be a, a sneaky, like sneaky. You know, wouldn't be the. I have a feeling like Celtics. Part of Celtics uh, Twitter would be like, "Why are we getting this guy with the trade exception?" You know I mean, but then he would come in and be pretty damn good. Yeah, I think Fournier would be lights on this team. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I. I don't oppose that. I, I liked I would like that idea because he's kind of like he probably would fit in well with the Jays, just being able to run the floor and stuff like that. Um, I feel like there are better options, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. If there was like, you know, nothing else you could do with it, and Aaron Gordon is the only guy on the table, like I'd, I'd be totally okay with that. Um, but I think uh there's gonna be a few guys that they can try to get within the next year. So we'll just see who's available. I do like the idea of waiting, though. Now, now that you bring it up, too, it's like you don't want the one thing you don't want to do is you kind of worked your ass off to get that that player, right? You yeah. don't want to go and blow it. Like, be smart about it. Yeah. Don't like just wait until the deadline and hoping something will just magically appear. If you can do something with it, do it. Like, if it's gonna help the team, like I said, but if don't force anything, but no. Definitely. All right. This is, I think, our final question now. <laughs> oh, Town nerd. Oh, no. You need a three-pointer to save your life. Which of these former and or current Celtics? Easy. Do, are you kidding me? What do you mean? What? So, hold on. This I'm going to eliminate the bottom two names. Kelly Olynyk oh. and Kevin Garnett are off the table. All right. Oh, come on. I was going to so, say, why is Kelly Olynyk on this list? I'm going to a heartbeat. So you, we have to choose between Hurt, oh. Shaq, and Taco Fall. And I mean, you're, you're dead if not. Like Riley, you think the elbows bad? I think COVID's <laughs> bad. Like you got cooking way worse. I don't, We're dead. I don't so, think any of us are in a good spot right now. Yeah, no, Riley, who do you got? Um, I'm just gonna take Taco Fall because I think that would be ridiculous. To see Taco <laughs> Especially if it was like a buzzer beater, just see his form. Just <laughs> yeah, I think no, I'm with you. 
no one could ever block him. Who can ever with you. block that shot? You the storyline I mean? of Taco Falls saving our life is way better than, you know, and this is no 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 uh, disrespect to Perk or Shaq, but Taco Fall hitting a three to save my life has a way better ring to it. So I'm taking the chance. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I would definitely ride with you on that one. But honestly, I'm going to follow the statistics here and I'm going to pick the one guy that actually has hit a three in his career and I'm going to go Shaq. <laughs> I'm just going to follow statistics here and hopefully that saves my life. Right, Either well, way, I don't know if I, I don't know if we'll make it to episode 3 if this is happening within a week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, let's let's try our very best to not have this happen in real life. Yeah, just, yeah, just, well, you know. We'll, we'll try to pick a better group of players. Yeah. <laughs> but um all right guys, so I think that that's that's what we have for topics. I have one last question to you guys. If you don't have anything else, I say give me one thing you're looking for now in the next because I think this episode will come out um, the day before the next preseason game. So what's one thing you're looking for against the Nets, you know, barring anyone not playing and whatnot, almost just, you know, exclude that for a second. But what's one thing you're looking for um, to keep an eye on, I guess, in that Nets game? Um, I'm going to say that the three guys I looked at the most in game one, Teague, Pritchard, and Neesmith, I want to see how they bounce back from their first game. I think that, you know, we saw flashes. We saw good things from those three. And now it's a matter of whether or not they can do that on a, you know, on a daily basis or every game. So we'll see if Teague, I don't know if Teague is going to shoot four for four from three again, but I'm hoping that he can bring that energy and that productivity off the bench again. And same with uh, Pritchard and Neesmith, just looking for growth out of those two and just, you know, continuing to get better every game. Yeah, Riley, what do you got? Yeah, obviously I want to see Jason and Jalen play better, but I think a big thing is to see Teague play better, play well again. I can't understand that it's not just like, you know, one game here and there where he plays well. I, you know, it'd be nice to see him come out and score 15 20 again, you know, be efficient, be efficient again. So you start to think that, you know, he's going to be a reliable backup for whoever. I think I'm looking to see Grant Williams do something. This is the yeah. I need to see it. I'm 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 fighting the fight right now against him. I want to be proven wrong. I want I want to see something from Grant Williams. So I got an eye on him, um, and you know we'll see how that plays out. So here we go. Last question. It's not really a question. It's a it's a proposal to everyone listening. So if anyone's made it, you know, 50 minutes into this podcast, they they clearly love the show. They want to. Yeah, they- thank you. First of all, thank you. <laughs> Good, good, good. Thank you. I was just gonna, I was gonna ask for something right away. Um, I think that we gotta, we gotta figure out how to get either Pritchard or Neesmith on the podcast. I don't know if being in season oh, yeah. is difficult, but I know, I know that they'll see it if we try to work towards it. So you know, if if you guys well, you know, are watching, tweet at them. Whatever, it's a shot in the dark. Who knows? But uh, we can, we can get Neesmith on here, and and we can at least finally confirm. First question: How do you say your name? <laughs> but uh but other than that do you guys have any last last words for the folks listening here mm, i really have nothing else to add riley uh, jason tatum needs a haircut he does. yeah i think we're all in agreement there yeah yeah go see a barber <laughs> plenty of great places in boston i know there are come on yeah but um, all right, guys. So thank you for listening, watching everything to um to Tommy Points episode two. This show is only going up from here. Uh, that makes it sound like it's a bad show so far, but but it's good and it's, only it's going great up. and it's gonna get even greater. So so uh, thank you guys for listening, watching, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Yes, sir. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. <laughs>